Welcome to Around the Writer's Table, a podcast focusing on the crossroads of creativity, craft, and conscious living for writers of all ages and backgrounds. Your hosts are Gina, Melody, and Kim Boo, three close friends and women of a certain age who bring to the table their eclectic backgrounds and unique perspectives on the trials, tribulations, and the joys of writing. So pull up a chair and get comfortable here around the writer's table. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Around the Writer's Table. This is Gina Hogan-Edwards, and I am here today with my co-hosts, Melody, a scout. Melody helps her clients find their sense of home by restoring balance and harmony to their lives through plant spirit medicine and her book, Soul of the Seasons. I'm also here with Kim Boo York. She's a romance novelist and a former project manager who helps writers and solopreneurs find time, mojo, and motivation to create. Good morning where we are right now, ladies. <laughs> I know, you're, on, you're in a different morning than we are because you're like one yes. time zone over because you've been traveling. So uh, yeah, but good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Always wonderful to be with you, ladies. And we are revisiting a topic that we began the last time because there's so much to talk about. We discovered in our last uh, episode, um, we talked about how we wear lots of of hats. Um, actually, I think we determined we, we wear lots of capes as superheroes. And sometimes we wear so many capes that they wear us down. Sometimes we can't change from one cape to the next fast enough. Um, or for various reasons, we experience burnout. So that's what we talked about last time. And we discovered that so many people we know, um, it came to our attention, are experiencing burnout that we needed to do two episodes on it. So <laughs> here we are, uh, the second uh, episode on burnout. Last time, each one of us talked about what burnout looks like for us. There were some similarities. There were a few differences. I know for me, it's um, sort of this exhausting full vo- body vibration. Uh, Kimbu, you talked about the Sargasso Sea. Ah, yeah. My, my least favorite place to be. Yeah, fighting through that seaweed. Um, I think you mentioned something about, you know, not getting anywhere, even though you're trying so hard. Um, mm-hmm. And then Melody, you equated that to um, wading through potato salad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh you know uh, and that makes us chuckle but i i i get that i i understand that feeling um we also talked about how unfortunately sometimes the burnout begins before we actually recognize that it started um symptoms brain fog low Mm. energy a loss of passion and a lot of times we're in, when we are in that sort of state, it makes it impossible for us to write. Um, we did touch on a couple of things that you can do when you are in the state of burnout, like journaling, creative crossover. We talked about taking a media fast, getting into nature. So those are some of the things that, that each of us practices when we know that we're getting into burnout. But we also... <laughs> 
recognize that we are more likely when we're so busy on that hamster wheel, we are much more likely to forget to take care of ourselves. So that led us into our discussion with Melody about the season of summer. So we've been covering the seasons with Melody as she presents them in her marvelous book, The Soul of the Seasons. And this book shows us how the outer landscape has so much to teach us about our inner landscapes, that the seasons of life have wisdom within us to support us in navigating our lives. So we started that conversation the last time, and we're going to continue it now because we realized that it was not over, that there's so much more. Um, By the time that listeners, by the time you all hear this, you might actually be experiencing a fall season, depending on where you are in your physical world. Um, But the seasons interact and they support each other. So Melody is going to tell us a little bit more about that. We're going to talk some more about the summer season and what it looks like in our Uh, just our general lives and also in our writing lives. So Melody, I'm going to pass it off to you. Thank you, Gina. Well, you know, this uh, subject of burnout, which we are now doing in two parts, grew out of our discussion, episode six of our podcast on the season of summer. And because burnout is a byproduct, let's say part of it, of an imbalance in the season of summer. So what does balanced summer look like? In my book, I talk about this. And in the season of summer, there's a lot going on, things are coming into fruition. But it's also uh, the time for laughter and joy and play. It's a time for connectedness and community. Uh, this is when we bring the, our visions of our work into fruition, and it is a season of genuine warmth. It's a time to rely on our community for support and guidance. So that is all the healthy, balanced signals of a good uh, summer season. As we know, Um, And I can't tell you how many uh, podcasts and news stories and other things I have heard on the subject of burnout just since we made our last podcast. Like it is everywhere. It's been around everywhere. It's an epidemic. I I, I don't hardly know anyone hasn't experienced it recently without um, some sort of of the level of, of burnout in their life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. same. In it, we want to tap into those uh, the healthy passion for our work. In order to do that, we must recognize when we're out of balance as mm-hmm. well. So I wondered, Kimbu, if you wanted to talk a little bit about what I- imbalance looks like. Sure. And, and uh, obviously this is coming from your book and your work, and uh, it's a convenient list to reference. I think we'll probably be including it on our webpage uh, as, as part of on the webpage itself, as well as a worksheet that we're going to be having. I know, Melody, you've written some, some exercises that people can do, and I think using this balanced and balanced, it, well, did we include this on the previous worksheet? We, we did. We did. All right. Yeah, it's probably also on the, on the one for summer. Mm. And I would say, I would encourage our listeners, if you haven't already listened to the podcast on summer, to go back and listen to that. That'll help a lot of what we're talking about today make sense. 
Yeah, yeah I think that and was episode it's... six, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that was summer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is basically me just reading that off, and they may not all resonate with you if you're when you're listening to this list, but just try to look for the pattern behind some of these things. Uh, an imbalanced summer can look like an inability to oversee projects or to bring them to fruition. There's a lot of hanging on to things and not getting things done. There is a lack of inappropriate expressions of joy. Uh, so that may be, you know, it's kind of like TMI type of thing. You know, it's like maybe a little too hyper, maybe not quite balanced. Uh, loneliness or fear of being alone. Uh, sadness and depression. I, I know that's one that I deal with a lot. Uh, need to control. <laughs> you know, that, that micromanaging type of control. Not the sense mm-hmm. of trying to a healthy control of just saying it. This is what my schedule is. It's like, you've got to control every little thing and trying to control maybe things that you actually don't have control over, like the weather or Stop things looking like at that. Me. Stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know who I'm talking about here. Uh, lack of passion. Now that's definitely one of mine. It kind of leads back to the depression mm. in this where it's just like, I've just lost all the oomph for everything I'm trying to do. It's a dangerous one for me. Uh, thoughts and actions that are chaotic that you know kind of going the opposite of trying to over control is to just letting loose and not controlling anything just give it all up and just being all over the place uh micromanagement again back to that need to control because you feel out of control situation and also the lack of feeling of authority over your work and this one was really interesting to me melody uh seeing it on this list because I don't think people think of it that way. They they feel a disassociation with their work, uh, but it's that feeling of lack of authority. And I really liked how you put that on the list because it's like, it's my project, it's my thing. And yet that, that chaos of feeling out of control and having no control of it, it's not yours anymore. It's not something you have authority over. I'm, uh, so I'm curious cool. too. Can I ask a question about yes. that one? Because I find that one very intriguing too. Is that related in some way to imposter syndrome? Mm, Tell me more about that. Well, you know, with imposter syndrome, an individual has this knowledge, this body of work maybe, but they have the feeling that someone is going to call them out that they really don't know what they're talking about. And so to me, that's that sort of, you know, sense of authority over their work is in jeopardy when they're having those feelings of imposter syndrome. You know, that idea that they really are in control of of themselves and the work that they put out there and that they are an authority, if you will, or an expert. And so having imposter syndrome makes them doubt that, makes them believe that somebody's going to say, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. You really, you really don't know what you're doing. So just wonder if there's a relationship. Um, I hadn't thought about it in those terms, but now that you mentioned that, I see a direct correlation between that because when you're healthy and balanced in summer, you have the confidence, you know how to manage things, you know when to delegate, you know when to, you know, be specific, you need, and uh, your leadership qualities are very balanced and appropriate. And I sure can see where, you know, when we get off track, becoming balanced, we we start to become scattered and chaotic and feel disconnected from our work. We are lacking authority in 
what, mm -hmm. you know, it seems odd to refer to this term, but the thing we created, then we feel like I haven't, I don't have any input into this or, or my input, this is what happened with me sometimes, my input seems almost, I, I guess a word I would use is impotent, like I don't mm -hmm. really have the ability to carry my vision out, that fun, exciting vision I saw in springtime. Uh, that does sound like a lot like, uh, you know, imposter syndrome is something that could be mm -hmm. a real element to that. And I would think that this would be a factor that could prevent writers from putting their work out there because they don't feel like they have the authority. It goes back to that. What I hear from a lot of writers is like, who would want to hear what I have to say or read what I have to write? Who, you know, who, who cares? You know, mm -hmm. it's, it, you know, it may be something I'm interested in or something that I want to write about, but, but who really cares? Uh, you know, I, I just see a relationship there. Uh, and yeah, I, just I would definitely, if, I, th I think, you know, that could just add that to the list, like imposter syndrome. That sounds like part of, <laughs> the imbalance that really mm -hmm. makes sense to me mm -hmm. yeah or imposter syndrome uh, rises out of this imbalance mm -hmm. so to me um and leadership balance leadership is a real challenge right now in our mm -hmm. culture and within ourselves so mm -hmm. that all makes sense to me and coming well, thank back you for that little aside. I know that what that yeah. wasn't that wasn't where we were going, but it was just such a strong pull for me when when Kimbu read that that on, off of our list. You know that lack of feeling of authority. The first thing mm -hmm. I thought of imposter syndrome. So I appreciate you going down that rabbit hole with me. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> this is not be another all. long episode, y'all. <laughs> now that we've gone over that list, I want to hand it back to Melody to talk about um, how balancing summer comes into play like what are you okay, we've got these elements that we can identify as imbalance so what are we doing to you know promote balance using your at first i want to say if you recognize any of these imbalances in yourself it's a signal to come back into balance and what can we do first you need to recognize through your body through your work habits through your emotions and what you're feeling inside, what's going on and be self-aware. Because if you are not looking at that, if you're pushing that away, you can't correct an imbalance that you deny exists. So then we need to first recognize where we need to make adjustments. And I would say, first of all, pay attention to your body and your work habits. And living a passionate, juicy life in inside and outside your writing is a great way. I love the way you say that, passionate, juicy life. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, depending on your level of burnout, you may need to focus only what's uh, need, absolutely necessary for you to proceed with your project and let uh, others go, others projects and ideas, and uh, even personal matters to go on the back burner for a while. So you can refocus. My brain gets on overload when I'm trying to keep so many things in the air. 
the balls in the air at the same time and nothing gets done well when I do that. So slow things down, limit and or prioritize the number of projects you're working on at any one time. Some people can manage a lot of projects and multitask. I will say probably not as well as if they were more streamlined and focused on one or two projects that were manageable at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people always over overestimate their ability to multitask. That's, yes. It's not a thing. Yes. Uh, we need to take frequent breaks and occasionally extended uh, periods of rest, and that includes from our writing. Um, that's good to take in any area of our life. Rest helps us balance it out. It helps us reconnect with our joy and our calm and, and our mind's ability to process information. Uh, we can maintain, help maintain and help maintain balance through close relationships and the time with our community. Community can support us in ways my teacher was fond of saying, we're not meant to heal alone, we're not meant to love alone. And I think that goes with any project and process. You're not meant to do it alone. There's certain parts you have to do alone. No one can write your work for you. But your community can support you, people who understand you and get what you're going through. So connecting yourself with your relationships and community. Uh, Immersing yourself in beauty. I think helps transform. It reminds us what's really important, what's valuable. It gives the mind a break, allows it to reset, uh, and to focus on gratitude for what you have already done. I'm one that's guilty of uh, forgetting to do this. You know, when Jita was editing my book, she was a great one. It reminded me to celebrate at each stage and how important that. Take a moment. Give yourself a minute, celebrate what you've already done. And again, take time for self-care. And this is in all areas of your life, whatever self-care looks like for you. I would like to know from you, either you or actually both of you, what steps you take in dealing with your burnout. Kimbo. Oh, (laughs) called on me first. I did. (laughs) <laughs> trying to sit at the back of the class so you wouldn't notice me. Um, well, in our last episode, we talked a little bit about you know, some of the some of the taxes that I've used, but I was really caught by your comment here of you know surrounding yourself with beauty and giving yourself you know allowing yourself to enjoy the accomplishments that you do have and. I know you asked me, what do I do about burnout? But it just made me realize how hard that is for me to do when I'm in burnout. Um, And I think it almost kind of goes back to uh, the feelings of inadequacy that we were talking about just a few minutes ago in relation to like imposter syndrome and summer being out of balance and trying to get the need to control is I, I, I really remove myself from those situations where I can enjoy beauty or I can surround myself with beautiful things or things that I appreciate because I don't feel like I'm deserving because I'm not producing, I'm not creating, I'm not finishing the book, I'm not writing, you know, selling something or putting it out there on the world. And so 
as as we're going over this list, it's making me realize that one of the things that I do is both good and bad. And I, I don't really have a end point for this, but rather just bring it up as a factor of imbalance, which is that I turtle, I, I withdraw. In one hand, I find it very good. Like, you know, okay, stop writing for a while. Stop, tr- stop pushing yourself in these directions. Start doing those things. But then again, I can push it too far and then completely divorce myself from the things that I love and the things that bring me joy and the things that I find beauty in and the things that I find pleasure in. And I've, I can't, I wish I could say, well, this is how I deal with burnout. But I think for me, it's really, you know, kind of trying to walk that, uh, trying to think of a positive analogy that isn't like walking the tightrope, you know, going to fall down at any moment. That's not really what I'm saying. It's uh, finding the balance. I think, you know, the, when we're talking about imbalance, that's really what it is. I'm going too far one way or the other, you know, and I'm trying to find that balance again. And sometimes it's like tacking on a ship, you know, you just go back and forth and back and forth until you finally zoom back into where that balance is. I feel like that was a little discombobulated, but I was really, I was really caught out by that particular phrase that you were talking about, you know, look for beauty and uh, Mm -hmm. something I, I don't do when I'm burnt out and feeling fatigued and exhausted and disappointed in myself. And yet that's exactly something that could help. <laughs> oh, it's so important. Oh, it really yeah. is. And right. I totally get what you're saying because I have that tendency too. And one does rest become withdrawal. Mm, from yes, exactly. World. Yeah. Because withdrawal, disconnecting is imbalance. Rest is balance and healing and recovery and just it is like tacking a ship it's not the same each time it's different for each circumstance Uh, like you I need to be aware of my tendency uh, towards sadness and depression and notice and recognize those symptoms and then do the thing that I hate the most and that is ask for help (laughs) <laughs> and oh, and connect funny. with my community and i'll mm-hmm. have to say the reason we are here talking on this podcast today is because the three of us made appointments to get together regularly and talk about mm-hmm. the craft of writing and other things and it sparked this beautiful um journey we're on now here together so uh gina how do you yeah gina yeah, <laughs> quit pointing your finger at me. Yeah, <laughs> our, our listeners can't see it, but I'm pointing at the screen. <laughs> um, I had a light bulb moment this week because I was thinking about us preparing for this episode, and something that I realize is that before I can answer the question, "What do you do when you're burnt out?" I have to answer the question of what has caused you to burn out. And the aha that that led me to is recognizing that I have two different types of burnout. One is when I am doing things on a regular basis that are not in alignment with my values or my vision or the way that I want to be in this world. So that's one kind of burnout for me. Because I can't, you can't sustain that when you're when you're not in alignment with yourself. The other mm-hmm. kind of burnout 
is when I am, I tend to be, just ask my husband, I am an all in kind of person. And it's like when I start something, I'm, I'm like micro focused. Um, and I absolutely love the work that I do. And so I will overwork myself toward that passion. And it is not an exhaustion or a burnout from doing things that I don't love. It is an exhaustion and burnout from doing too much of the things that I love to do without having the balance. And so the things that I might do for one type of, of burnout, that burnout where I'm not in alignment, um, are, are typically different than the things that I do when I'm burnout because I'm just doing too much of what I love. Um, when I'm doing too much of what I love, sometimes just a little time away can be all that I need. Uh, just a little bit of a break, you know, maybe going on a short vacation or, you know, just spending a few days uh, reading fiction, you know, or doing something that's not related to the, the work that I do in the world. Uh, when I am burnout because I am not in alignment with my values or my mission, or the way that I want to be, that is a time when I need a lot of self-reflection. I mentioned in the last episode that a lot of times when I'm burnout, I will go to I will turn to journaling. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely when I need to journal because I need to figure out what I'm thinking and why I have gone the path that I've gone. How did I get out of alignment and what is it going to take for me to get back into alignment? You bring up a really valid point, Gina. Uh, about identifying uh, at least a major source of where your burnout has occurred. You know, we can get burnout from imbalance in any season, not just summer, because one imbalance leads to another the longer it goes unchecked. So how to determine that may take a little detective work. And you've been working with this for a while, Gina, so you're starting to observe your patterns. And we mm -hmm. can use the seasons to help us identify where our imbalance is by feeding ourselves a little bit of the good stuff each season brings us. And this helps us in our recovery from burnout. So in summer, we want to try to bring back a little joy into my life. Uh, that's what I, um, I endeavor to do and to slow my pace. If I know that I've been just really doing, been crazy busy and see if that, you know, you always know when, where that imbalance is, is when you start to feed the thing that you're lacking because it, your body and your spirit goes, that's it. Yes. That is what I needed. Uh, in harvest, the season that's coming up or in the midst of right now, uh, this is about nurturing ourselves on all levels, feeding ourselves spiritually, physically, intellectually, emotionally, um, maintaining balance in that, being fed and nurtured. In fall, we need to let things go. So are there things you keep hanging on to and you're trying to hold too much without letting some stuff go? Have you failed to appreciate all those things that you have accomplished or what you have done? 
When we move into winter, this is a season of rest to kind of take a break from your work. Uh, Gina mentioned the media fast she had done. Those are really, really helpful. Um, and during this season, this is when the gestation of new, uh, the seeds of new little projects happen. So allowing that space for that creative uh, energy to start popping again. And then in spring, that's where we take those little seeds. And is there something that you need to return to in spring that brought you all this passion and excitement when those that idea first popped on why you want to do your particular project? And maybe, you know, sometimes, I don't know about y'all, but when I'm working on a project, talk about rabbit holes, all these ideas come up. <laughs> You know, I get ideas. Yeah, no for idea other, what you're talking about. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> all other books and new characters. And what if we did this? It, it's too much to try to hold all of that. And it is easy for me. I like new shiny things to jump off and let, let me just write a little bit on that now. Um, but I now have a big file, both one in writing and one on the computer. Um where I go put all those ideas until I can come back with, you know, when I'm done. So that feeding ourselves a little bit using each season to support and nurture us can help us to understand where we're maybe most vulnerable to becoming imbalanced and creating burnout. Well, and I think that feeds back into what Gina was talking about with her personal experience, which really resonates with me, is different types of burnout and the causes. Like, you know, it could be the burnout from, you know, the the a different season that you're you know, creating this burnout in. And, of course, as we're talking, I just want to remind viewers that we're talking about um, seasons, both literally the season of the weather, but also... Um, you know, metaphorically, the, the season of our inner worlds that we're moving through. And like you said, you could be in spring, even though it's going into October at this point. Um, so that, that really resonated with me is, is looking at, you know, what are the causes of the burnout? What are the other imbalances that might be causing these types of things? And, and how can summer as a spring, I mean, as a season and the lessons that you're giving us about it feed into getting over those other kinds of burnout. Cause yeah, I, I definitely know what you're talking about there, Gina. I think I was going through that when I, when I quit my job earlier this year, my, you know, my official job with uh, the university, uh, that was, that was a very different kind of burnout than what I was going through earlier this summer for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm particularly interested in, uh, Melody, you kind of jokingly mentioned how hard it is for you to ask for help. Um, and you mentioned reaching out to community and being involved in community and, and having relationships as being something that can help us get back into balance. And that's something that has been really an important factor for me. And it's one of the reasons that I first started the Women Writing for Change Facebook group was because there are a lot of writers, a lot of us who might live in communities where there aren't other writers. And I don't know about your experience, but a lot of times non-writers don't understand us. 
Nope. And so it's, you know, it's so helpful to have other writers to talk to about this. And as, as Melody said, you know, one of the reasons that we're here in this podcast is because we have found each other as, you know, our core community for supporting each other and how, how, um, how life-changing really that that has been. And sometimes when we go into turtle mode, like Kimbu mentioned, being able to reach out for help is something that feels impossible to do sometimes. And so having other connections, having, having other community there that maybe can recognize, Hey, Kimbu, you're turtling. It's time to come out. We're here to support you. Just having that reminder sometimes is fantastic. And I just encourage the listeners that if they are in a situation where they do not have local community, somebody that you can, you know, from your local writing group that you can call or whatever, or, um, you know, have non-writers around you that don't understand you, there are places that you can go like Women Writing for Change to reach Mm -hmm. out to others Mm -hmm. who can support you when, when you're feeling burnout or when you're just feeling alone. Yeah, I get that a lot. I'm I'm just gonna attack onto that. Like I get a, I get that same thing from the fan fiction communities that I'm a part of. Yes. So you know you can get it from any any. I mean, and, and that's a worldwide community for me, um, especially since I'm in a lot of sea drama and uh, Thai drama fandoms. Yeah, they're all, they're all the way across the world, but they're available at any time of the day. So yeah, it's so important to have that community who understands writing <laughs> just yeah yeah I mean, absolutely well said. because I want to tell a little story when I was writing my book I was probably I don't know how many revisions in I was really excited about the material um, and I gave a chapter to a friend a good friend to read his friend however is not a writer and so her feedback was well, I support everything you do, but I have no idea. I I just don't see that it's related to anything. I can't connect to it at all. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, that stung. And, you know, it took me a while to, looking back on it, what was it I needed? Um, Well, A, I needed, she was a trusted friend. However, she did not understand the writing process. And what I really needed, this is part of helping maintain summer balance. What I needed during this part of my work was I didn't really need it critiqued. I needed a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I need somebody to say, wow, you're on the right track. Keep going. Uh, or, or if they did give me feedback, like, is this what you're intending? You know, just something from a writer's perspective that helps me focus and get on track so that actually that comment and she did not say it unkindly uh, but she was very blunt it it stayed with me for a while so then I was kind of dealing with a bit of recovery from that comment in addition to struggling through this you know this part of the writing process so A, know your community, make sure whoever you're reaching out to is trusted and know yourself. I didn't know that I needed cheerleading right then. 
now I know that when I'm in, in that phase of it. So I can ask for that. And asking for help is still not easy. It's a muscle and you have to flex it and use it and become better at it. It's easier than it was. And I'm grateful for Kimbu and for Gina because they're always there to give me some great feedback and support and, and cheer me on. So I think that's really critical just in general, um, but specifically during burnout, you really need somebody who's in your corner. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fan fiction circles, we call that the alpha reader. And that's one of the reasons I even started um, the author alchemist is because I think as original fiction writers, those communities aren't built in. Uh, the way they are with fan fan fiction. Like if you like a show, you can immediately find a lot of other people who like the show and then you start writing and they give you a lot of support. And we just don't have that as original fiction writers or even nonfiction writers. I know a lot of people in women writing for change are nonfiction writers, Uh, but having that is, yeah, that cheerleader, that alpha reader, that somebody who's there, um, you know, as I like to say, the alpha reader is there for the writer while the beta reader or the editor is there for the story. And mm-hmm. um, there's that point in the balance of the writing process. You really need that person who's there for you as a writer and, you know, couldn't help you get over that. That's just so important. That's so, that's so important. It, it absolutely mm-hmm. is. And we will talk about, you know, um, the time and the place for critiquing and when you need it as we move into the season of fall, because it is essential in the process of your work. Um to be able to get some clear perspective on what we need to release and what we need to keep. It takes somebody with it's clear and direct to do that, but this is not normally the season to do that. That's well, coming. And, you know, yeah. And, and truly, you know, the issue with the, I think this season, it's sounding like to me as we're talking about burnout is this is the season to really rely on that community and, you know, Absolutely. Help, help, let them help you. Absolutely. And Gina's Women Writing for Change is an excellent community. I would recommend if you haven't joined now on Facebook, go join there. It's free. Um, (laughs) It's got tons of great information. And I know people that have didn't know each other beforehand and they joined up on there and great connections are being made and people writing similar things. And the support is amazing. You just have to she has, I think, don't you get one of your weekly features is asking for help? Yes. Gina? Yeah. There's always a Q and a and support post every week. So if you need, if you need anything, whether it's just a, you know, a cheerleading or if you have a very specific question about craft or just the writing life, whatever. Well, I think at this point, believe it or not, we've talked for about 35 so minutes over over half an hour i'd like to move into um as a wrap up for the next few minutes melody um prevention of burnout we talked a little bit about what to do when we talked a lot about what to do when you're in burnout reaching out for community finding the balance of the of the summer season finding those elements and of course that's going to be on the worksheet uh but i I would like this to hit on the prevention element before we head into sign off here because i think that's the big one for me is i'd like to just head it off the pass burnout's no fun wouldn't we all and i find myself a lot of times um 
in the middle of it before I'm re realizing I'm, you know, I've already moved into mm -hmm. it. I've gone past the balanced and gone into that space where I'm feeling the imbalance. So A, take time for self-reflection, learn your habits, learn what your body is telling you, connect with your body. Your body will always tell you what's going on. And learning to understand and, and read your own body, I think is really key into preventing. And we can't prevent all imbalance. Life has stressors, things pop up, people get sick, you know, family members pass away, have nervous breakdowns, whatever, stuff happens. Mm. And yeah. to recognize now when we are moving into those things, what do I need to that helps keep me as balanced as possible? And to do those things, we've listed these. We'll put them up on, on the uh, podcast website uh, of some of the things to take care of yourself and assist yourself in, in recovery. But you're going to have to learn what works for you, what is going to be your rest, best resource, and and the ways to keep yourself self-care is always at the top of the list and, and that just doesn't mean pedicures and a day out with the girls it means you know really working at doing those things that keep you healthy physically spiritually mentally emotionally i think you made a good point too melody when you said that you're going to just have to learn you know what what it is that supports you because I think so often we're just, we get so stuck um, that, that we can't see ourselves and being able to sort of be an observer of yourself, you know, start paying attention, like you said, to the body signs, start paying attention to the things that do bring you joy, start paying attention to the things that um, are signals to you. And, and don't just notice them, but really notice them, you know, mm -hmm. maybe jot down notes about it when you, or if you journal, you know, record these things so that when it does happen again, because it will happen again, you've got, mm -hmm. uh, you've got more knowledge. You've got a, mm -hmm. a base to begin from, you know, you can, you can say, oh yeah, I do remember the time when I was in the middle of that project and I got waylaid because I got burned out and then I did this thing to reignite my passion and it worked that time. So let me try that again. So really being an observer of yourself um, in all states in the balanced and the imbalanced and really paying attention to what that looks like for you specifically, because you're your best medicine. Mm, absolutely. And, and I would say also relying on trusted friends and your trusted community because sometimes you just you get lost in the weeds and you just can't you know sort it out where you've gone off track and a trusted friend someone who knows you um both Jean and Kimbu are great at doing this like oh see that little thing over there you just wandered right past might be that <laughs> might be that thing that you're trying to ignore what do you think about that and so yeah, I, I, to point out this, this is the hazard of writing friends. Yeah, we have what, what my friend 
Kim McShane calls the noticing disease. Like we notice everything. (laughs) So we'll notice when you do the thing or you don't do the thing because we watch, we see all, you know. (laughs) Which, and also it kind of reminded me, I've included this as a fun little exercise, but you know, Hmm. use all of this stuff in your writing. The stuff about your balances and imbalances, put that into your characters. God knows you have at least one mm. character that's ripe for burnout. So, mm-hmm. you know, just funnel all that stuff, make that character authentic and real. And then sometimes you can have the character sorted out and, and that's a way to see it outside ourselves. So funnel it, all that stuff it. into your that's work. A great idea. And I've also included another exercise on uh, rekindling your passion and and how to direct that into the work you were doing now. So check that out on the website as well. Yeah, we'll have that available for download. Yeah, that that web address is just aroundtheriderstable.com. And we'll have show notes there. We'll have links to the things that we've talked about in our episode today that can support you. Yeah, that's great insight, Gina. And I think that's a perfect time for us to come back and wrap this up. We've been talking for, we we just keep going, y'all. It's amazing to me. It's like, I think we could just keep talking for another hour and our poor listeners easy. just have to put up. Yeah, easy, easy, uh, which is what we do when we get together. So uh, it's always fun to record these episodes with you. And uh, once again, uh, burnout such a big, a big issue, not just with us, but everybody around us. So I hope... If listeners are listening, please share this podcast if it's helped you. Um, go back and listen to the one prior where we go into more details and depth about burnout and recognizing it and, and how it can affect the writing process. Uh, we'll have the, uh, as we've talked about, we'll have the downloadable, the worksheets. We'll also have another worksheet that'll give an overview of the five seasons that Melody has been referencing. If you're not a regular listener, you may not be familiar with what that is, so you'll be able to download that and get up to speed because it's very interesting and it's very helpful for writers in the writing process. So uh, next episode is going to be about the season of Harvest. Uh, Melody's got a lot of information about what that represents in the writing process and how we can use that to, you know, not, not just encourage our creativity, but to find ways to, you know, dig into the projects we're working on and, and learn how to follow through on them. So it's a, it's a, it's a great topic. I, I didn't even think of the season of harvest as a season until Melody started uh, talking to me about the five seasons and I read the book. So really a lot more interesting than I ever thought it would be. So I'm looking forward to that episode. That's it for us today. Thank you for joining us around the writer's table. This is Kimbu and Gina and Melody. I don't know, you guys got anything else to sign off with before we finish up this episode? Just want to invite listeners, if they've gotten a benefit from this podcast, to be sure and share it with their friends. Mm, Please do. Absolutely. And we would love your comments and questions. And there's a place for that on the website as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you so much, y'all. Catch you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us around the writer's table. Please feel free to suggest a topic or a guest by emailing info at aroundtheriderstable.com. Music provided with gracious permission by Langtree. 
A link to their music is on our homepage at AroundTheWritersTable.com. Everyone here around the writer's table wishes you joy in your writing and everyday grace in your living. Take care until next time. Thank you.